Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today, we have a nine-game Monday NBA slate. We've been getting the best size slates, seven games to nine games to eight games for probably the last four or five days or so right around there. Very excited for it. Very excited for this nine-game slate to start the week. First slate of any type of after the XFL weekend. Hopefully, you all had a good XFL weekend, the two-game slate, the four-game slate. I thought the league was a big success. Let me know in the comments what you thought of it if you played it. Let me know if you're a patron and what you thought about that. A lot of people got some positive feedback, a couple people winning um, five-figure prizes, high fours in prizes, getting some DMs. So congrats to everybody out there. Excited for week two. Um, there's a recap podcast on Patreon for the XFL already released. I will be adding more to that if indeed we get any type of advanced stats from last week. But I did a whole recap on the first week Um, that is available over on Patreon, as well as any NBA projections every single day with player pools updated up until lock if you're interested. I'm an independent content creator. If you're new here, my name is Sal Vetri. Cover daily fantasy sports in a bunch of different avenues. And um, Patreon is around 35, 40% of my revenue, uh, of my income. It's a revenue stream for me. So if you do want to help me out over there, or if you just want the content, you can go ahead, check that out over on Patreon. Um, that is where the projections will live. But if, if you don't want that, that's all good. We're here on the YouTube channel every single day for the most part. So be sure to hit the subscribe button. 20,000 is the next milestone. The next 1,000 subscriber milestone is 20,000. Um, we are around 900 or so away from that now after crushing through 19,000 two days ago. I ask you, if you are now one of the 47% of the people, I say this last couple of days, um, who are not subscribed but watch the channel on a, a regular basis, I get that data on YouTube over the last 28 to 30 days. Please take the extra time on your phone if you're listening on the audio version. Take the extra time um, on just wherever you are on your TV even. And just hit that subscribe button. It does help me out. It does go a long way. And really, the 20,000 is a nice wholesome number that I'm shooting for. So thank you. I do appreciate that. You can follow me on my social medias. I'm, I'm posting a lot of XFL uh, just information and data over there as well as NBA. I'll be posting a little bit more on Twitter. Just statistics that I think are important and interesting to note. NBA, I'm going to be focusing more on when players get ruled out later in the day and updating some things letting people know from the YouTube streets and the podcast streets how those ears doing what's going to be affected by that in terms of my process today and then obviously if you want more details on that exact point projections interest it can be updated over on and you can find it over on Patreon so With all that said, I will lastly say, in brief really, uh, drafters.com is going to sponsor this video. It's linked up above. Uh, Drafters.com, very cool online snake draft format. They're going to have best ball leagues very soon. They've already been playing around with that. Some other rank'em type leagues. So check out drafters. I've been promoting them for about two years since really I started here. Pretty cool guys, I believe, based out of Canada. The product that they have is very good, and it continues to just, they're very innovative. It continues to evolve um, pretty much on a weekly basis, monthly basis when I'm talking to them, what they're adding new, how they're trying to keep up and really get ahead of the the curve in this industry. So check out Drafters, 100% deposit bonus up to $50 if you use the promo code SAL100, S-A-L-100. If you want to try and get away from the the salary cap and go to more snake draft formats where really projections and you knowing the game is going to be putting you above a lot of other um, non-professionals in that type of format, check out Drafters. Again, promo code SAL100. So all the plugs are out of the way, I promise. Thank you uh, all for tuning in today. Hope you're going to start your week off right. Monday, the best day of the week, starting with the injury news in each team for today, um, starting alphabetically with Atlanta. Clint Capella is going to be out today. 
he's supposed to miss at least 30 more games in the trade. He is not expected to play because of this heel injury. Um, Cam Reddish is also going to be, I would say, maybe not out. So let me change this to doubtful. It's not official yet, but he's doubtful, um, questionable. I guess we can even put it with a concussion today. The official status is not out, but he did miss the front end of the back-to-back. He's missed about a couple weeks straight now with this concussion injury. Uh, but I'll also point out that Dwayne Denman did make his debut last night, played 30 plus minutes, was very good. There's no Clint Capella still. He played ahead of Damian Jones and Bruno Fernando, who Fernando was active yesterday. So Dwayne Denman, you're going to see him in my early interest. You're going to probably hear his name a lot today if you look at other content or projections. Dwayne Dedman uh, with no Clint Capella still in there, back now with Atlanta, the team that he left and then resigns with. Um, it looks like an interesting play today. In Denver, Michael Porter Jr. and Will Barton will remain out. Porter Jr. with an ankle, Will Barton with a knee injury. This is going to just add, I mean, both of those players being small forwards, it's going to add a lot of minutes and continued minutes and high minutes for a guy like Torrey Craig. It's going to give a little bit extended run to some of the newcomers there in Denver as well. Uh, in Detroit, Derek Rose is doubtful with an adductor, and Sfai uh, is going to be out with a hip. Markeith Morris, though, is probable with an illness. So Markeith Morris being probable, it's going to add 24 or so minutes. It's going to hurt probably Sekou Demboye the most. It's going to impact Thon, McCurr, and Christian Woods. Overall minutes upside, I would, I would assume it impacts McCurr before it impacts Wood, though, just based on the type of skill set that these players have in wanting them on the court. With Derrick Rose doubtful, you'll continue to get Reggie Jackson, who's at 6,600 today on DraftKings, playing around 32 to 34 minutes. He's been very productive. Langston Galloway should flirt with 30 minutes, as well as Bruce Brown, also benefiting with Spy out and Derrick Rose out as well at the wing in guard position. In Miami, both Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler missed the front end of the back-to-back last night. Hero with a foot injury, Jimmy Butler with a shoulder. So Hero, the guy that's a little bit more shaky if he plays in terms of minutes is with a lower body foot injury. Uh, Jimmy Butler, if you're going to play with the shoulder, you'll usually get a decent uh, close to your full run. But keep an eye on this. Nice matchup for both of these guys against Golden State. If they're indeed out, it's going to be even more beneficial for Kendrick Nunn, going to play 32 plus minutes. Goran Dragic's going to play around 30 minutes. Derek Jones Jr. around 30, 32 minutes. All these players will see a significant bump. Um, obviously, Deion Waiters is no longer here. Justice Winslow has been out, but also shipped out. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, extra, I would say, run to go around here. Um, Andre Dawa, somebody else who will benefit as well with these players out. So keep a close eye on Butler and hero status. From Milwaukee, George Hill has been ruled out with a hamstring. This will help. Just it really, since he's been out, a litany of players have gotten the benefit. Um, Wesley Matthews has been the guy that seems mostly and mainly the biggest bump into the mid-20s, maybe even high-20s. But Kyle Korver sees extra minutes. Dante DiVincenzo sees a few extra minutes. It's 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 not like anybody's really rising above the rest here. Pat Connington gets a little bit uh, extra run. Uh, Wesley Matthews, terrible point per minute guy. Dante DiVincenzo, even when George Hill has been out, seems to still be capped around 20, 20 to 22. Maybe he gets 24 minutes. Uh, Pat Connington's usually the guy who gets the biggest of bumps, but some of that, those games are pretty noisy due to blowouts. So Connington looks the most interesting due to directly to the George Hill news being out. But even he's not somebody that I really care too much of getting to. The big news on this slate currently, look, Luca, as far as I know, as of right now, he is still out. Giannis comes in with a questionable tag for a personal issue. So you're going to get no Luca on this slate. You potentially have no Giannis. And you know what happens when there's no Giannis. Eric Bledsoe, Chris Middleton become very appealing plays. Now, Chris Middleton's already priced up to the high 7K range as if they knew this was going to happen, mainly just because he's been playing so well. So even if, even if Giannis 
if if Giannis is in, it's hard to get to him. But if Giannis is out, it, it's not like he's mispriced at 7K flat or 7,200 like he was in the past. But 7,900 is still a misprice for a guy who probably will then project out for somewhere in the mid-40s in fantasy points for me. Uh, same can be said for Eric Bledsoe. His price is up there a little bit because he's playing more minutes now, namely because they're just giving him a little bit more runs, stable 30, 32-minute production, no George Hill. So that helps his minutes up so upside. But the point-per-minute production is going to go up by, instead of being like a 1.2 guy in the year, somewhere around a 1.3 five guy on the year with no Giannis so those are the biggest benefits outside of Ursan directly filling in for Giannis obviously if it's if, it, if there's no Giannis today it's an Ursan night and all those other guys in Minnesota D'Angelo Russell's the only questionable tag here yet to make his appearance uh, he's questionable with a quad against Toronto tonight uh, for Phoenix Tyler Johnson is out because he was waived by the team he's been dealing with an injury but he also got waived by the team it makes sense finally that they wave somebody they have Ty Jerome they have Javon Carter they have Eli o- Okobo they don't they don't need all of these I mean obviously the starters and Devin Booker and Ricky Rubio it doesn't seem like they need all these backup guards and wings. Uh, Darius Arch is going to continue to miss with an ankle. Uh, and big news here, DeAndre Ayton questionable with an ankle. So look, you're already down some bigs. Aaron Baines, uh, Darius Arch, Cam Johnson has returned and he's very cheap. So I think he's appealing today. He should pick up some run, split some time with McCall Bridges at the four. McCall Bridges probably picks up some backup run at the three behind Kelly Oubre as well. Get you to his around 30 minutes or so, a little bit more. Uh, but if DeAndre Ayton misses, Look for Czech Diallo to have a nice run. Um, Cam Johnson potentially picking up some minutes at the five increases his overall production in, in, in just due to minutes. So Czech Diallo would become one of the best plays in the slate close to the flat minimum if there's no Aiton. Uh, it's a tough matchup against the Lakers, but at that price point, Diallo, a point per minute guy, I'd probably project for somewhere around 24 minutes. It would look really good. In Sacramento, Rashawn Holmes remains out with a shoulder injury. And Jabari Parker, the new addition there uh, from Atlanta, he's going to be questionable with a shoulder. If Jabari plays today, there's there's a decent chance since he's missed the past two months or so that he's limited. Um, but they're down bodies. They're down Marvin Bagley there. They're down Rashawn Holmes there. They've been playing a lot of the elites at the four. Um, obviously, they shipped out Dwayne Dedman, so their minutes at the five have been a little bit shaky as well playing small ball for the most part, Harry Giles picking up runs. So Jabari would be inserted right into this lineup and he would play a decent amount. If he wouldn't have a minutes limit, I would imagine he plays 18, 22, 24 minutes. Um, if he does have a minutes limit, I'll probably project him and cap him somewhere around 16 to 18. For Toronto, Marcus Gasol misses again. This is two straight weeks now going on three straight weeks. He's out with a hamstring injury. Run it back with Serge Ibaka, who the last time out was disappointing. But if you're just going to look at recent results, well, then look at the past two results before that, 40-plus performances. But uh, Serge Ibaka in the low six carry into things, a very strong play yet again today against Minnesota. Very good uh, offensive matchup for Ibaka's skill set. And Kyle Lowry questionable with a neck injury. So keep an eye on this. If he's out, Fred Van Vliet obviously in play. Becomes interesting. OG Ananobi is more appealing to me in in the 30-plus minute range if there's no Kyle Lowry. If Lowry is in and there's no minutes limit and his neck is 100% good, no whiplash issues at 7,300 versus Minnesota, he would stand out to me. So with all that said, I'm going to slide right into the early interest today. If you're interested in getting the target off and sheet, that'll be on Patreon today. Um, just not a lot of totals out as I do these videos at 6 a.m. for nine games with that much injury news. I said it yesterday that yesterday was going to be the last slate mainly impacted by uh, trades and play- players having to get cleared by physicals. And that's very true. Today will be the final day that I think we even need to discuss players potentially not playing because of trades. Obviously, Clint Capella is going to miss like another week and a half or so, so we'll have to see his first debut another time. But just with players needing to be cleared by physicals and not really injuries, I think we're all good with that. 
So let's get into some of my early interests. Again, this is the list of 22 players with a little bit of a bigger slate. I added two more than usual. Usually put about 20 players on here. They're not my 22 favorite plays. Um, I've yet to finish the full projections, but some of these guys are already projected, but the projections will be out later. So some of these players can completely change once I do projections and kind of factor in a bunch of historical stuff and and rates and and obviously matchup. Um, But this is just going off a feel after doing this for multiple years now and understanding usually how some players look uh, underpriced, usually having a feel for how these this data works and how these uh, teams are defending and players are playing point permit wise and all of that stuff. So I will link up the projections right now. A little pop-up usually comes out by NBA projections. If you're a patron already, great. Look out for those later in the day. If not, consider uh, subscribing and becoming a patron. Help support me over here. Helps keeps the lights on, if you will, as a content creator. So um, Anthony Davis at the top at 10-3. Lots of 10,000 plus dollar options. LeBron, his teammates up there today. Um, Luca out though Giannis potentially out though uh, so keep an eye on that but Davis against Phoenix today it's as good of a spot as it gets Aiton has made strides and, and moved forward a little bit defensively this year compared to his rookie season but not great um, they still don't have anything at the four that's going to really scare Anthony Davis or any of these centers for the Lakers when you have uh, Cam Johnson and um, McCall Bridges who both of those players are, are more so threes than fours right undersized types of players really not big bodied and now potentially no DeAndre Aiton and gonna fill in check Diallo there I like Anthony Davis in that 10 plus K range. Nikola Vucevic, finally, it's like they listen to my my streams and my my channel here, but uh, finally getting his price tag up there. Usually can't crack the $8,500 price tag. He floats between $8,000 flat and or $7,900 and and $8,400. Now he's at $8,900 in a matchup against Atlanta that doesn't have Clint Capella. That's going to start Dwayne Dedman, which is is not a terrible matchup by any means compared to if they were going to start Damian Jones or Bruno Fernando out there. But Vuce at $8,900, I do think this slate is a little bit more appropriately priced than what we've gotten really over the weekend content. Uh, if you were playing then, um, just very soft pricing, especially on Saturday and Friday, very bad pricing because of a lot of the trades. I think it's priced appropriately now. Now there's still some underpriced guys and obviously injuries can change that, but Vooch is appropriately priced. The guy who's not is this next guy, Christoph Porzingis, if there's indeed no more Luka. Porzingis after usually resting on back-to-backs. He gets a tough matchup against Utah today, but he's not a traditional center. So the one-on-one matchup with Rudy Gobert, although it is difficult trying to get being a guard, get in the pain and score on Rudy Gobert because of his block upside and his defense. Christoph Porzingis can hang out around the three-point line and just kill you just as much out there where Rudy Gobert doesn't hover around. So Porzingis at 8,400, if he plays and he's healthy because, you know, he broke his nose too, um, I imagine he's going to play. I'll project him for around 34 minutes and he's going to look really good. Same thing for Devin Booker at 8,000 flat. The matchup is tough, similar to Porzingis' against Utah, but individually, this guy has been hot. He has a 35 plus percent usage rate, close to that in assist percentage as well over the last month and a half. Shooting art eligible. It's like every single day I like Devin Booker on here because every single day the guy is a $9,000 player and he's not priced like it. Chris Middleton, I have in yellow. Well, I will only have interest in Chris Middleton. You can play him if you're honest, please. I don't think $7,900 is an egregious price tag. I just think it's an appropriate tag and you can find value elsewhere. But if there's no Giannis Middleton at $7,900, would seemingly be thousand plus dollars too cheap and obviously somebody that you would want to be rostering Fred Van Vliet should be in yellow um if there's no I mean either way uh, I like him but if there's no Kyle Lowry I would project 35 36 minutes feel really confident in that matchup against Minnesota um it's a good spot for him De'Aaron Fox at 7,500, continue to project him for 34 minutes, even though he usually plays 30 to 32 because of blowouts here. Uh, This matchup against Milwaukee can easily become that blowout. Obviously, Giannis, with a personal reason, it doesn't seem like the type of game that he needs to really be in there to win. They're probably still going to be 10-point favorites or whatever it might be, even if Giannis is out. But if Fox, if this game does stay close um, and you have a lot of people on the Minnesota side and you're leveraging that, the guy you want on the opposite side, in my opinion, would be De'Aaron Fox at 7,500. 
Malcolm Brogdon at 6,900 price comes up a little bit, still too cheap. No Kyrie still for Brooklyn should point that out. Defensive matchup, it gets a little bit better for Brogdon, a guy whose assist percentage has gone up. One thing that I will point out, though, is that Victor Oladipo did rest in the last game due to just normal maintenance coming back from the injury, but he was playing 28 minutes before that. Maybe you get some news that his minutes limit is either lifted or it's put to 30 now. With Victor Oladipo in there, it is going to impact Malcolm Brogdon's rates. It's also going to impact Victor Oladipo's rates that Malcolm Brogdon is one of the best assist players in the league so far. But something to keep an eye on is Malcolm Brogdon's price increases. I think he looks good today, but with Oladipo returning back into the lineup, his assist percentage definitely takes a knock. Eric Bledsoe, same reasons as Middleton, is in yellow, waiting on the honest news at 6,800. That's a very appealing price tag, maybe even more appealing than Chris Middleton's for Bledsoe. If there's no Giannis, I'd project him for around 32 minutes. I'd project him for like a 1.35, 1.4 fantasy point per minute producer. Serge Ibaka, 6,500, continues to hover at the 6K to $6,500 range over the last two weeks or so since filling in for Marcus Gasol, who has been out. I'll continue to project him as he's on pace to play 30 to 32 minutes every single time he goes out there. I haven't projected for 31 minutes currently as we speak here in a positive matchup against Minnesota that when Carl Anthony Towns is active, this team one loses and two does not play much defense at all. Bojan Bogdanovic is nicely priced. He seems like more of a cash, just stable option. Bogdanovic, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get 33 minutes, maybe 34, maybe 35, but rarely anything below 32 minutes from Bojan. Um, if I match up against Dallas, it's going to be down Luka. Uh, has an injured and banged up Porzingis out there, has some in- injured wings and Curry and Berea dealing with injuries as well. So the overall defense here, although fine for Dallas, nothing that scares me for Bojan, a spot of shooter. Um, it's a spot where at 6,100, you're getting what you pay for usually every single time. He'll pay that off. He'll never really hurt you. But he, he doesn't really ever hit a ceiling all that much. And if he does, it's it's not a more difficult matchup. So 6,100, maybe more of a cash play, maybe more of a safer play, quote unquote. Um, but really hard for him to see winning you a tournament. But I do have interest. Um, Bielitsa at $6,000 flat. Uh, watch Jabari Parker's status because this can impact Bielitsa. He's been playing like 33 minutes per game as of late, 32, 30 plus. $6,000 flat, still no home, still no Bagley. So he's going to get run. He's going to continue to start at the four. But if Jabari's out there, you can see Jabari picking up like 20 minutes in the in this game, which pushes Bielitsa down to 28 minutes, which at $6,000 makes him not that appealing. If Jabari Parker is out or there's a, a reason and he's in and they say there's a 15 minutes limit or something like that, then you can get there. But there's a chance that Jabari Parker plays 18 to 20 minutes and just those extra three or four minutes that come off the elite do become meaningful. Uh, Evan Fournier has not been playing as great lately. Now he gets to just a dream matchup against Atlanta here himself. I think he's very interesting to me. You can tell me that you have a lot of interest and appeal for Michael Carter-Williams' value as uh, for Markel Fultz, who has not been playing that well as of late. The Orlando team in general not playing well lately. But I do think Evan Fournier at 5,800 uh, stands out. Michael or Mike, Michael Conley, sure, and that probably works too. But Mike Conley, 5,500 against Dallas. I prefer him over Bojan, but I like both of them on this team. They're on the second night of a back-to-back, so wouldn't be shocked to see Conley limited and or ruled out because he's obviously still coming back from his injury about a month ago. But I think he should be good to go, barring any news. Around a 25% usage guy this year. Assist percentage is up. The point per minute production has never been higher than it has been over the past month for this guy. Um, he's around a $6,500 player right now, the way he's playing. Maybe even 7000 you could argue with me. But he's still priced at 5500 Miles Turner on Indiana against Brooklyn today. Just a great matchup for a traditional center. Going to go up against a couple of bad traditional centers that are improving on the offensive side, mainly just Jared Allen. They're really probably, probably unimproving or getting worse just due to the age for DeAndre Jordan. But... Miles Turner is always a guy that I like and I recommend, but it's hard to get to him because he's only center eligible. He's very variant. His ceiling when Demondis Sabonis is usually on the court for those 36 minutes a game is really tough to come out. And, and at that point, you're getting you're paying for a $5,000 center that probably gets somewhere around 28, 32 fantasy points, which is obviously fine. But if you're trying to win a tournament, you probably want him to get you somewhere around 38, 40 fantasy points. 
Terrence Ross at 4,900 against Atlanta, another name for Orlando that stands out. Might even like him more than Fournier when you factor in price. The fact that this matchup is going to be very good um, defensively for him. Uh, no Cam Reddish still. Obviously, Trey Young in there helps for the offensive side of the ball, just with worst defenders in the game. And Terrence Ross has been playing 30 minutes a game right now, close to a 22, 23.5% usage guy over the last month. Uh, point per minute production hovers around, around 0.9 or so. A really good player. I mean, at $4,900, it's hard to ignore him at this point for value. Malik Bleasley, last time out, his debut with Minnesota. Uh, played pretty big minutes in the upper 20s, uh, was at 3,200 and dropped nearly 50 fantasy points. 15 next, I believe he dropped 48. He's at 4,500 now, and they said it before he even got the start in the last game that he came over from Denver. He's a shooter. They've needed shooters that can actually put the ball in the net, not just shoot the ball like Andrew Wiggins and miss um, and or Jeff Teague, but guys like Malik Beasley who can gun it and get hot, especially from three. That's what he did in this last game. They said that they wanted to make him and Juancho Hernan Gomez, who came over, a big part of the offense. They both were. They both played very well. And Malik Beasley played over his head. Now he's 4,500. I mean, if they're going to go out there and play him 30 minutes yet again, I know it's a tougher matchup against Toronto, but how am I not interested? Same thing for this next guy on a new team, but still the same team as last year. Um, But Dwayne Demon at 4,400 against Orlando. It's another tough matchup, especially for a more traditional guy against Vooch. So that does scare me. But if on a back-to-back, he's going to play 30 minutes around there for a guy who's over a point per minute producer, 4,400 is hard to ignore. Um, these guys scare me in terms of their matchup for Beasley and Deadman, but I do like both of them. I think them combined with Ross to start the 4K range off is very nice value. Victor Oladipo, I mentioned how he rests. He last played 28 minutes. They said that his minutes limit was 28. Keep an eye on if that minutes limit is lifted or it's pushed up to 30. He has a fine matchup against Brooklyn today, but he's only 4,200. The price tag dropped just because he was resting. Very confusing to me. He's in play. OG Ananobi, I have in yellow at 3,900. Only would have any interest in the world if Kyle Lowry is out. He's such a variant player. If he plays 30 minutes, he can drop 40 points or he can drop seven fantasy points. So I do prefer the guys like Devin, Beasley, Ross, and probably even Oladipo over OG. But I would be having some OG shares and interest in him if there's no Kyle Lowry. Cameron Johnson and Chuck Diallo, the um, potential front court. Uh, for Phoenix today, Cam Johnson at 3,400, Check Diallo at 3,100. Uh, Diallo, the, the upside for him is he's power forward eligible. So if, if DeAndre Ian's in, no interest in Check Diallo. Uh, less interest in Cam Johnson, but he should probably still play around 22, 24 minutes at 3,400. If DeAndre Ian is out, you probably still get the same exact minutes for Cam Johnson. Maybe he picks up an extra minute or two at the five. But Check Diallo definitely picks up 24 plus minutes at 3,100 against the Lakers. Again, value that has a difficult matchup, but at this cheap of a price tag for what would be probably a starting center at that point, very hard to ignore. Just a recap, no Dario Sarch, no um, Aaron Baines still for this team. It's Cam Johnson and McCall Bridges splitting minutes at the four, and then it would be DeAndre Ayton and Check Diallo at the five right now getting run. Diallo would be the direct replacement. He would be a very good play, hard to ignore at 3,100 if DeAndre Ayton is ruled out. That being said, thank you for tuning in to today's nine-game NBA slate for the date being Monday, February 10th, 2020. It's around 6.30 in the morning right now. Going to get this video edited and updated for everybody. I urge you once again, check out my Twitter. Follow me over there. Check out the stuff that I have on Patreon. XFL podcast, the recap for week one was put on Patreon uh, late last night. Did a little bit of research for the Saturday games as the Saturday games ended. Same thing as the Sunday games ended. Got all my thoughts out there to start the week. We'll, we'll be providing updates as we go. Projections for this slate will be available in the early to mid-afternoon, around 12 to 2 is usually when they come out for slates of this nine-game size, that type of caliber. Check, check me out on Instagram. You can follow me there. And check out drafters.com. Um, that is what we discussed earlier, snake draft format, $100 uh, or 100% deposit match up to $50 if you use the promo code SAL100. SAL100. Thank you for tuning in. If you watched all the way to this point, stuck it out to the end. Let me know in the comments down below. I just want to show my appreciation for all of you. So thank you so much. Peace out, gang. 
I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.